folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. Ooh, you caught me yawning, Jeff. <laughs> Already? And Tim Kalpakis. What is up, tryptophan stylies? Oh, yeah. I am sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's kind of a long weekend to laze around, huh? Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's been nice to do that. <laughs> and, it, um, and it keeps on going two more days. Oh, yeah. You guys watch the parade? Yes, I do it every year. And I, when Santa comes at the end, I scream at what I want at the TV. <laughs> I want a red suit like yours. <laughs> I want um, every ner- new Nerf product that you didn't give me last year. When I was a kid, I asked Santa for like, uh, I was like, well, it's Santa, so it doesn't matter. And I asked him because it was like during my Ninja Turtle phase, my long Ninja Turtle phase. And uh, I asked for like 100 foot soldiers. <laughs> like, He's Santa. He doesn't care. <laughs> May as well. You know, it's up to him to say no. You can ask for what you want. <laughs> That was the funny thing about like that or G.I. Joe's like all the like foot soldiers, like the grunt work guys, you you just got one of them. Right. Like, like, oh, here's were, one uh, Richie Rich. Yeah. I but he remember he thinking, does the work of 10 men. <laughs> when I was a kid writing a, a wish list, we didn't really do a Santa list for real. But when I did do it a couple of times, I remember it was the era when it was very like funny to be a precocious kid. So I remember purposely being like. One Corvette fully loaded, yeah. like like trying to be funny so that my parents would be like, Tim, you asked for too much in your list. Well, you're also secretly hoping like Santa will know I'm funny, so he'll be extra nice to me. Yeah. Sam, Santa will give me a little slap on my bottom. Okay. <laughs> what? Nice. I'm still hoping for that. Uh, you may just get that. Uh, not from the big man. Um. Just from, from two, you? it's medium. For me, I'm coming out there. When I'm when I come out there, I'm gonna get you. I'm overdue for one spank. Um, <laughs> oh, I wanted to mention this: uh, the significance of Thanksgiving weekend. Everybody knows Thanksgiving Day, big hoopla. But there's a whole culture to the layabout weekend that follows, and a lot of people forget it's the anniversary of the Calpy cordial. Yeah, no, we don't forget yes. around here, Tim. Oh, we don't. We don't. It's the no. anniversary. Wow, I, that that's crazy. Yeah, that invented in. Yeah, do you Yucca say anniversary Valley. or birthday? I feel like they're they're interchangeable a lot. Like I remember when we hit a hundred and four episodes on the pod, and I said sort of like happy birthday, and you were like, "Yep, happy anniversary." And I, oh, oh I couldn't live it down. <laughs> yeah, because with the you're thinking the Calpie Cordial was Cordial was created that day. It was born that day. It was born that day. Uh, it was probably yes. born earlier than that. Um, but I mean, I did launch it out of my pussy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Hey, uh, the, the Tam O'Shanter, our beloved Tam O'Shanter, 100 years this year. Ooh, that'll be good. 1922. Yeah, Muso and Frank was 100 years a couple years 2022. ago. 2022, yeah. 1922. Oh, much like Gale Watch, 2022. We do like some old-ass shit Ooh, around I here. I can't believe Gale Watch, Gale Watch 2022 has come to a close. I wonder if 23, the budget will be cleared and we can get back to business with the Gale Watch. This, this is big... Um, to any newer listeners on the pod, we used to talk a lot about this pop star, Gail, because we liked her name. And she had the song A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Then Mike was doing Gail Watch. Then Gail canceled her fall tour because she announced like mm. she needed to get her shit together. She's like, I'm a right. teenager and this is hard for me. I canceled my tour. And yeah, she got the- a pimple. <laughs> I can't do it for a year on account of this major zit. Um, <laughs> no, did you hear the big news? She's opening for Taylor Swift on the Eras tour. 
Yes, yes, I did hear that. She just got some big news today too. She's like, she got a Grammy nom or something, right? That's big for her. Everyone else, the Grammy noms came out. The Taylor Swift openers are all super hip. It's like Muna and like like King Princess or stuff like that, and then Gail. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who Muna or King Princess is, but I do know Gail. Girl in Red maybe was on the list. It's it's all like it's this. Very high, I thought sp- Heim was doing it too, right? Yeah, they're a big yep. name. Sure, they they're, they seem like a too big a name, but like probably if but, uh, Taylor Swift's like, hey, you want to open? They're like, yeah, sure, we'll go. We'll definitely. They're do also that. like part of the Taylor Squad. Like they're in her videos, and she did a song with them, and they're it's a friend thing. It's a friend okay, thing. I wish you had told me that early because now I seem like a fucking buffoon. Okay, we'll believe that. <laughs> Hey, who's in our squad? Uh, the three of us. Uh, we need to Mitch put together squad, a probably. good squad. Yeah, yeah Mitch yeah. is in the squad. Anyone who's been a guest, we got Mitch, Fran, Gabrus, Carl, Tart, Gabrus. Yeah, that's uh, good. You two, me, you, you Neil, Neil. <laughs> we use YouTube from time to time. We got Neil. Uh, um, and then you know, like Hank Hill and Marge. <laughs> Yeah, and unfortunately, Benedicto and that yeah, unfortunately, hey, they don't always have to be positive additions to the squad. No, they can be the wild card. Your squad's your squad, and that's bad. Our squad sucks. Oh, <laughs> I hope we don't hear from those guys or any guys like them anytime soon. Yeah, any, any of the, the any the pairs of weird little guys. <laughs> yeah, we not into it. They did have one I really liked that, that yeah, you brought. Yeah, I remember to, that. You, that you, you brought in, Jeff. I like that one. Oh, uh, Seals and Crofts Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have the pedigree, you got to imagine. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I hate seeing nepotism like that in the industry. Ugh. Well, it worked on Mike that time. Yeah, it worked on me. Hey, you guys mm-hmm. seen what's going on behind me here? This plant. Plant. Yeah. It was yeah, nice. It was pixelated plant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was nice and bright green a couple days ago. All of a sudden, boom, dying. Mm. What happened? What changed? Not its watering routine, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Maybe it was just mm. not a fan of the stinky owner. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I've had it here. I'm going to kill, kill myself. You guys are clear as a bell right now. I love it. Love it. Hey, uh, maybe a cold snap took out that plant. You ever think of that? That could be. That could be. Mm. All right. Well, how about uh, you want to get in a little booze news? Please. Bip, 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 bip. Booze news, hit it! Somebody out there who's a uh, classical person, make a classical version of your booze news. Front of the line pass. E, O, D, G, P, D. Yeah, it's about booze soul in that type of music. You no, know. no, that shit sucks. There's no soul, there's no feeling. D. I can't D. touch your heart because I D. don't have one, one of those. <laughs> D. 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 That is the robot doing the classical D. music for you. <laughs> the classic booze news was sent to us by T Chill Bop. And if you have a booze news theme, email it to the sloppy boys podcast at gmail.com. 
Ticho Bob, get, getting closer to the, what the request was. <laughs> I don't know what that those. seemed. Very, that seemed like uh, computer music or uh, <laughs> like video game music. It like sound like Sigur Ross or something to me. Because yeah. Mike, you had solicited classical booze news themes, but then you said you didn't want them to have like break beats and stuff. You wanted them to just right. be actual right. classical com- compositions. Like yes, I, li- like I love hearing us talk music. Us saying every good boy deserves fudge. Like that's what, how we talk in the studio. It's like, what notices, man? But uh, you know, at the same time, that was a very good. Uh, I got lost in that one a little it bit. Was it was moving. Yeah. That was like yeah. Brian Eno. Yes. Mm. Oh yeah, big good. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it literally that? I, I no, no, no. But but if you want to hear big ship, watch the classic birthday Heat? boy sketch on YouTube: oh. the veteran cop and the veteran cop. Oh yes, I always thought that was Moby. Did we use Moby for something? Um, yes, God passing over the face of the water. Is yeah, okay, a thing that's I love. heat. It's at the end of heat. Yeah. I love putting it in stuff, but I don't think uh, I think we put it in our live show a lot, but didn't make it to a video. Okay. Hey, there's another song. God, there's a, God, there's another song. Am I loud enough <laughs> to you guys? Yeah, yeah you sound great. Yep. Good, 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 good. You know that song that's like dung, 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 dung. Dun 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 Jason having a wonderful Christmas time. That one coming up, Joe. The mood is right. You're right. You are right. It's like that one. It's like it's very British, and I think it's like the end of Train Spotting when like shit starts moving real fast, and it's it's like called like Nux World. I don't know. Never mind. I'm cutting this whole section. No, keep it. What's the booze news? No, hold on. I had a memory. Am I not allowed to share? No, you can't. I just remembered I was very beginning of freshman year. Don't know anyone, right? I've maybe just met my roommate and probably Eric Shiner as well. Um, Anyway, I'm in my dorm and through the wall, I hear that Moby song, God passing over the face of the waters. And yeah. You know, it, it, you, you got to sometimes push yourself to make friends. You know, I, um, some people like it's very it's very easy to make friends. But I remember freshman year, I don't have to sort of like, I should go talk to that guy. Do do that type of thing. It takes took a little bit of extra effort. You're in a new place. You don't know a lot of people. I remember hearing this song I liked through the wall. And I was like, hmm, this guy's door's closed. Maybe I'll knock on his door and I'll tell him uh, I like that I song. I like that song. <laughs> yeah. It's like day one of college. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll become friends. You got um, So I knock on the door and the guy goes, yeah. And I open it and I was like, <laughs> I see this, you know, fucking nerd sitting at his computer and I'm like, hey, I'm Tim. I live next door. He's like, oh, okay. And I was like, um, I love heat. <laughs> He's like, what? And I was like, I love heat. <laughs> what? Like, I, was like, I love AC. Get out of my room. <laughs> this song. <laughs> I go this song is from Heat I love that movie uh, I love Michael Mann and he was like oh I don't know this is this is Moby and it was also like not even he didn't even love the song it was just like playing Aww, and I was like on. oh I was like okay uh, well I'm Tim and he's like I'm Alex <laughs> and, and it was like <laughs> I didn't it's not like I got rejected because I immediately saw I didn't want to be friends with Alex and, and uh, yeah no you're you're you did the right thing and Alex is bad Alex missed out he could have been fucking partying with Calpy could have been listening to Weezer in room 12 and one day <laughs> strutting down the sunset strip exactly yeah. conceivably uh, it is up. funny in like college or, or high school anytime you're going into a new situation and you like meet somebody and it's like okay we're 
we're eating lunch together, me and this person. Like, uh, we're getting along. And then as your time in college or the new job or whatever starts to go for, and you're not friends with that person anymore, and you're like, huh, that first day I ate lunch with them like they were going to be my best friend, and then I yeah. learned more about them, and I didn't, we didn't match up friend-wise, and I Isn't don't like that, that person very much. I remember saying that when I went home for Thanksgiving the first semester of college, I remember telling my family, they're like, so, you got friends? How's it going? And I was like, I... I've got this group of friends and I like them and I guarantee they won't be my friends next year. It's just yeah, like yeah. they live on my floor. And like one guy from that floor is still my friend, Eric Shiner. But like I I was very aware that I made a bunch of temporary friends because I, like, I was like, these friends fucking yeah. suck, man. Alex? Well, then you go home. You went home too. And you, <laughs> Alex, you, th- you expect me to hang out with Alex, dad? <laughs> I'm this guy, you know, he's never even dad. seen Heat. You think I'm hanging out with Alex? I don't see you hanging with Alex. <laughs> he's never seen all of Heat. Uh, yeah, I remember you going home, Tim. Your mom told me about this in the first semester, and she was, you came in, and she's like, How's your, who are your friends? You're like, They're okay. I haven't met Mike and Jeff yet, but yeah, what, what, what I have now is okay. I was crying into her shoulder, and she's like, Don't worry, you'll meet your Mike and Jeff someday. <laughs> and, and I not said, My brother Jeff, okay, here, okay. I said, Wait a second, here's what'll happen I'll meet Mike. Sophomore year at a, a table where you sign up to write for college TV shows. And then I'll meet Jeff junior year when I walk into his friend's dorm and I'm doing a Boston accent because I think it's funny because I'm drinking Sam Adams. That was very funny, Tim. I remember <laughs> that was very funny. clearly clear as a bell. You were like, I parked in a red lot. Because <laughs> you used to not be able to park in red lots, and the, the, the whole idea was so fun to me. Well, isn't it funny to think this is how how art changes over the years? What's more hacky than doing a Boston accent now? But at the time, I was doing it based on like Bostony people I had just met that were going to Ithaca. I thought I was creating a comedy character. Then Jimmy <laughs> Fallon and Tina Fey are doing it all over town all the time. Actually, they were, mm. no, they were probably doing maybe even before college. Yeah. I mean, you go to Boston, you hear a lot of people talk like that. Remember we went to Chicago and uh, this was like early on in the birthday boys. And we, we like I, I walked by a cop, like a big cop with a big mustache. And he was talking to his buddy. And he was like, uh, what's a fucking Chicago accent? Yeah, we got to go over there and do this. I was like, oh, my God, this guy talks <laughs> a bit exactly like what the thing is. <laughs> Good on you, sir. Um, and he said, you better leave me alone. You did not disappoint. I, had that, I went to... Um, I ate lunch at Antoine's, uh, old restaurant in New Orleans, Antoine's, and uh, uh-huh. I sat down. I got di- lunch there by myself, and I was placing my. Or- I was getting like oysters, Rockefeller, and a bunch of old timey New Orleans food. And nice. my waiter looked just like me, same age as me, looked exactly like me. But he was like, "Oh, what can I get you for your lunch?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> this is what I become if I move here. You should have like uh, each sort of envied the other's life and tried yeah. to switch places. You the prince of the bobber. <laughs> nice. Well, here's the weird thing. I was like, well, you're just like me. What's your name? And he's like, I'm C- C- Cajun Calpy. How's it going? <laughs> Cajun Calpy? You have a tough time with that first Cajun part there. <laughs> I never did get a, I never say I never did get the hang of it. <laughs> your own name. He yeah. hasn't mo- he hasn't met you yet, but he's his name is a modification on your name already. <laughs> I always wondered why my mama named me Cajun Calpy. You're you go around introducing yourself as normal Calpy, wondering what's yeah. so normal about normal it. Normal Calpy, what is that supposed to mean? I don't know. Maybe I'll find out one day when I go to New Orleans. 
<laughs> um, you guys want to hear some booze news? Please. Yes, yes. Well, I got a bit of a, a special segment here because um, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend like it is right now, this is a time for friends, is it not? People, people you're close to, uh, you know, yeah, people, people that you, <laughs> people that you love, <laughs> and and who who are your closest friends? You know, who the closest mm. friends are the real ones, the ones, the friends who hold you accountable, the friends yeah. who call you out, the friends mm. who love you enough to help you become the best version of yourself, even if it means uh, being a little hard on you sometimes. Right, the rider dies. You. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Jeff hit the clip. Oh shit! I have a feeling yeah, something's going on here. This is Neil Campbell back with another edition of Campbell's Corrections. Ooh. This correction was actually sent in by Ian Campbell. So if you'd Ooh. like to send in a correction, just make sure your last name is Campbell, and you can send it to me. <laughs> Ian wanted me to offer a correction about the song "Big Yellow Taxi" by Joni Mitchell. It has been falsely claimed on the podcast that that song is about how, in the late 60s, a popular nightclub in Los Angeles was torn down and replaced with a parking lot. But Big Yellow Taxi was inspired by a trip Joni Mitchell took to Honolulu, where she stayed at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, the pink hotel mentioned in the lyrics. As Ms. Mitchell said, I took a taxi to the hotel, and when I woke up the next morning, I threw back the curtains and saw these beautiful green mountains in the distance. Then I looked down, and there was a parking lot as far as the eye could see. And it broke my heart. It seems like you guys might be getting that song confused with the song For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield, which people commonly think was written about the Vietnam War or even the Kent State shootings, which occurred four years later. In reality, that song was inspired by the Sunset Strip curfew riots and the forced closure of the Pandora's Box nightclub, a popular hangout for youngsters. All right. This has been another stirring edition of Campbell's Corrections. So why did he laugh? (laughs) Man, we were held accountable. Oh, guys, do you know how many times I have shared that fun fact? You're the Garden of Allah. Falsely. That's my number one fact. Mm. Okay, okay. We don't have to freak out here. This is okay. I'm freaking out. We just will change the story next time we tell it. That's all. Yeah, we caught this just in time. I've been spreading misinformation left and right, and I di- I wasn't getting it confused with for what it's worth. I always knew that was about the curfew on the Sunset Strip. Um, How does that song go? I can't think of, of that something one. happening Happen here. here. Oh yeah, yeah okay. that was just like a that's, bunch of dumb old fucking Vietnam boomer. Song. Boomers were like partying in the streets, and the cops told them to go home, and they were like, oh, "You can't tell us to do that." <laughs> um, but. Um, the the even in, more interesting the royal hawaiian guys we've been there we had blue yeah hawaiians that's there. cool we were there with them that's very with, cool uh the corrector yeah, himself we she must have been not uh beachfront room Eesh. yeah right oh yeah facing Yow. the parking lot <laughs> yeah that's i okay joni take it, that up with the concierge Joey yeah Bologna. next time have your management make sure they get you a nice room there uh well, you know what? It's not too bad if you're if you're saying like, "Oh, I've been telling people the wrong thing." It sounds like people, a lot of people think that anyway. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a popular story. It's not like you misheard a story. <laughs> you just you heard a, a incorrect Good. story that everyone is telling. Yeah, but why am I then sharing it without doing my own research and verifying it? Oh, nobody. Half the things I say aren't researched. Yeah. Um. 
I also want to say one other thing I haven't really looked into. There's this guy Q, and he does these drops. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're very good. That's pretty good. They're very good. Oh, we, God. I've heard of this guy. We could start going this direction. <laughs> could, could careful be our kind of thing. <laughs> um, I like the uh, I like the Campbell's corrections coming in again. I spoke to contest winner uh, Neil Campbell, and I said it was funny that you know he's he. Uh, <laughs> Has the funny music on it, and he said he didn't put that in. <laughs> oh, that's just, that's just happened to <laughs> that be was the, added, in the environment. The, that was added by the uh, by our editor in chief here of the booze news. Yeah. Oh, that's when you're nuts. the editor in chief, you have to sometimes add music to uh, segments. I think like I like this image of Neil as a fancy guy in his uh, in his study, and it makes me happy to add a little sound music too. Because Neil's playing playing a uh, he's playing a very studious character and. Studious people without music, that's boring. Also, all our listeners are, they're, these are Gen Z kids. You have to stimulate them. Otherwise, they're right. swiping it's, to the next TikTok. Right. I know. I can't believe he goes over 15 seconds on these uh, on these corrections and expects people to stick around. That's That was a minute long, at least. Kids are scrolled <laughs> away. Oh, my God. The scroll rate is crazy. They want the next soda challenge, Neil. You got to keep it tight. Yeah, they're flipping around their their pot their favorite podcast app. They're listening to Smartless right now. <laughs> Kids love Smartless from Sloppy Boys to Smartless. They sw- they keep swiping. It's the next the one age- alphabetically, I assume. Sure, and the ages of the of the, the hosts just just go up and up and up. Ah, <laughs> uh, Smartless. Do you, now, I wish I had a uh, pair of underwear that was shirtless, but. That has yet to be. You don't. For not me. even one. You don't own one. Nope. I mean, they're uh, upon opening the yeah. package. Yes, I own them for a brief. Yeah, period. they they go on clean. It's so annoying how briefly they stay. Maybe that's where they call them briefs. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> briefly, they, it's a, it's a shortening of briefly clean underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Until you wear them, these are squeaky. That's good. That's That's good good etymology behind the word (laughs) briefs. Eventually, they just drop the Lee clean and (laughs) briefly. Uh, Well, thank. That's great that Neil sent those. I like that he keeps doing those. He's good. Yeah, me too. Keep them coming. Contest winner. He's holding us accountable. Now, okay, yes, that's good. Good for the checks and balances. I got a little booze news myself. Uh, So yesterday at. Thanksgiving, I was in charge of making the cocktails because, you know, when you come with, uh, when everyone knows and everyone in the family knows you're a uh, podcaster about cocktails, yeah, you don't get a day off even for Thanksgiving. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm Wake mixing, you up out of bed. I'm hey, make stuff. me a Singamore sling. Singamore. Pour. Pour me another one. <laughs> <laughs> of those Singamores. Anyway, uh, I made... The uh, the vieux carré, mm. oh, and because I really liked it. Recency bias, recency bias. It was perfect for autumn, and it went over fantastically. People love it. It's very fancy. If if yeah. people feel the, I'll tell you this. Here on the pod, we tend to like shaking our drinks, but vieux carré is a very nice stir drink around my house. I I made a big pitcher of it, Ooh. and then Ooh. had the uh, had the. Um, I had a at first I had like a, just an orange with like a peel next like a peeler next to it, and like I had instructions like pour this, add the the uh, cherries here, and add the orange peel. But I was like people don't know, so I, I like peeled a bunch of orange peels, like left them in a little dish. 
That's great. Nice. You're, you're like I a real. Was, uh, you're like a real uh, mixologist. Yeah, I gave it a little stir every so often. I passed by and I left some ice out, and people did it up. Mike, I like when you make a big picture like that. You, bartenders, they call that batching. You know, like you made a batch. So yeah, a batch. So that you could walk around telling everyone, you know, I batched it. It's batched. Does anyone want to view Carré? They're batched. You know, it's, it's they're a, batched cool. over by the cocktail area. Yeah, and batched by me. Sometimes people will be like, oh, I love that. I'm a batch bitch. Give me more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I'm I going around. My great grandma's like, yeah, bitched by you. I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> what the fuck you say? Step bitch? outside. I'm going to beat your ass with a drumstick. <laughs> Give me that thing. Give me that Save thing, Save the drumstick Dad, for I'm me. I'm going to beat Granny's ass. <laughs> great Granny Lydia's ass. <laughs> Turn the lights off. We're going to the... We're going to the garage. Turn the lights off. She's and then she's saying spank me, daddy. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, no need to like, bring great granddad into this. Whoa, Bebop, relax. That's all fucked up. She's, Bebop, she's I'm, I'm telling Rocksteady about this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she she did that to get in my head, and then she just swiped my feet out and got the uh, drumstick away from me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she did the old sweep. She ate it. <laughs> I said, damn, dead. granny's moving quick. <laughs> 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 Rolling around in the garage by myself. She's already back inside eating dessert. All right. <laughs> yeah, she's knee deep I in got, pumpkin pie. I got fucked up. All right, Mike, that's enough nonsense. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm curious to hear about the drink of the day. Well, first you have to wrap up booze news. Oh, sorry, I always forget. Okay, two seconds. <laughs> Uh, All right, wrapped up. <laughs> okay. The drink of the day. Brandy old fashioned sweet you've had? No. Never had. I have not had. Have you heard? I haven't even heard officially. No, no. I've heard about this about it on this pod, but uh never before. Never more, never more. Just from you last week. Great. Well, last year um on the show we did uh, at Thanksgiving we did the old fashioned and we thought did hey, this we or was it two years ago? Some Thanksgiving we did it, yeah. Right. And Jeff, you were the one to say, maybe we should have the tradition of old fashions. Mm. It's a very Thanksgiving-y cocktail. Did I say that? Ooh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it's very good. It's 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 a warm holiday type of drink, but it's also stiff enough. You know, when you're eating all that, a big plate of food, it's hard to take down like a big creamy highball. Creamy highball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, yeah. True. Well, I, it's a, I like... I think that like a nice light beer pairs very well with Thanksgiving dinner, but you can only fit one in your stomach. So no, no, the real estate's too valuable in the yeah, stomach for a big old beer. Maybe yeah. you have early in the day of a Bud Light, but then when you're eating, you're having an old fashioned. Have a view, um, carré. Stop. Actually, no, that's perfect. Why <laughs> continue? <laughs> um. So we said maybe different Thanksgivings we can do different takes. There's many takes on the old fashioned, and the first one that came to mind is this drink that I've been wanting to do ever since we've started doing this podcast and interacting with drink fans. Because mm -hmm. uh, a while ago, I heard about this thing that n none of us have experienced in real life, but there's something called the, the Wisconsin Supper Clubs. Uh, you've heard right. me kind of talk about this, right? And mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I had watched- like, Yeah, a lot of Midwest sloppers have uh, uh, turned us on to it and- I watched a little PBS documentary and some YouTube videos 
there's all these places like uh, the Buckhorn Supper Club and Ishnala and Layman's and basically throughout Wisconsin, there's like 50 of them. They're these old, big old restaurants, family owned, and they have like you walk in and there's a big bar. And when you sit down at your table, they give you a little relish tray that's like a little bucket of carrots and radishes, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of times they have a salad bar. In fact, the salad bar was first introduced at the Sky Club in Wisconsin. So that's mm. a Wisconsin oh, thing. Oh, like just the whole idea of a salad bar? That's the wild. The very first salad bar was like relish trays were popular. And they're like, what if we have a table with ice where we can keep the stuff for the relish trays? And then that kind of became the salad bar phenomenon. Wow. What what around when do you think that would be? Um, this is like like sixties. Mm, yeah, this is, it's like mid twentieth century. So I think these started in the thirties, but that type of thing was like a fifties sixties uh, innovation. And I think salad bars didn't okay. really totally catch on until seventies eighties maybe. Um, the look of these restaurants is like big tables with families eating surf and turf, and they're talking and they're squawking and. You kind of walk around and check in with people you know. It's kind of a community vibe. And I think that you eat for like two hours. Friday nights, they have a fish fry. Saturday nights, they have a prime Ooh. rib special. Yeah. And I think that like <clears throat> I've, I've eventually got the vibe. I can picture it. But it is very frustrating to get an exact <laughs> definition of what makes a Wisconsin suburb club. Because every interview in these documentaries, it's always like an owner being like, what makes a Wisconsin supper club? Well, first off, you got to have great food. <laughs> and then yeah, like, you know, yeah. goes on to just describe what a restaurant is. And <laughs> yeah, other so people will be, be like, waiters at a supper club. And <laughs> you sit at a table and you order. pay for dinner. <laughs> That's a supper club. I remember um, one of the things we talked about was that uh, since it's Wisconsin, they have like the thriving dairy industry. And so you have all that ice cream for your grasshoppers and your desserts. Right. Because yes. they're, their desserts are a lot of like, it'll be a big piled up ice cream uh, sundae. That's like a grasshopper is like the thin minty flavored one and stuff. Yeah. yeah and I think there's um long before local was cool. I think they're using a lot of uh, like the cattle is local and the, sure. You know, imagine corn. they're not short on cheese either. locally sourced. I will not eat unless there's locally sourced meats and vegetables in the restaurant. Mm. Wow. Including Mickey D's. I will ask them if it's locally sourced. If they say no, I'm out the door. <laughs> well, so you're always out the door. Always out the door to McDonald's. Like, yeah, it's local. We it's it's from the next room over. They're, these restaurants, they're they're next rustic. They're steakhousey kind of every and yeah. everybody. They're yeah. eating their their food. They're talking, but what are they? We're talking drinking? like a smokehouse tam o shanter. What do we oh, got? I think like both that? of those are are close because it's very it's very steakhouse esque. Um, yeah. Like a, fa- okay. a big, big family restaurant steakhouse. But we talked about what they're eating, but what are they drinking? Brandy Old Fashions. Yeah, <gasps> baby. I love, we we all love Old Fashions, and I think it's cool because there's like, look, there's no shortage of like a pretentious, waxy mustache Old Fashioned at a fancy bar, but I love seeing a quick, Quick and easy, cheapy, old fashioned with a red cherry and normal yep. ice that fills the glass and it's, you know, just yep. normal old fashioned. And that's what these are like. And to the point where when you order an old, uh, they don't use whiskey, they use brandy, which is made from grapes and it's sweeter. And when you order a brandy old fashioned at a supper club, they say sweet or sour. 
And the sour oh. gets a little splash of sour mix. Okay. Ooh. And the sweet gets a little of Sprite. Lemon lime soda. Yes. Seven up. Yes, that's what we're doing. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I saw it referred to as the brandy old-fashioned sweet. And there's right. also, yeah. I guess, the sour. Brandy old-fashioned sour. This episode is called Brandy Old-Fashioned Sweet. And perhaps next year we'll do Brandy Old-Fashioned Sour. Um, Great. Cool. And this is like this drink is like it really is what everybody's uh, drinking. It's I've never had one, but it is obviously going to be very sweet because it's it's got the soda in it, not club soda. It's got sweetened seven up, but then yeah. it still has the sugar and brandy is more sweet than whiskey. So we're talking about a pretty sweet drink. And I think that Midwestern old people tastes maybe is kind of sweet. Okay. One thing I want to earmark just for when we talk about the ingredients. How is brandy different from cognac? Great question. Like, is it one of those square rectangle relationships where it's like not all brandies are cognacs, but exactly all it's, br- it's, cognacs are brandies? It's like tequila or champagne, where it's cognac is a distinction within brandy. It's all brandy, and it's it's basically a spirit that is made from grapes and then gets woody, and it gives you a okay. buzz, and it's a toy great, story great drink. Great, great Toy Story drink. Yeah, um. But cognac just it adheres to a higher standard, and it's French. Okay, because I did go out and buy some uh, brandy today that I maybe didn't need to do. Could have used my cognac. I did that. I'm excited though. I I, I had some fancy Cuvassier, Cuvassier, but I kind of wanted to have. I bought some like American cheap American brandy, like E and J. Yeah, what's it called? Like XO or yeah, E and J. Yeah, E and J. That's what I got. And I went to the liquor store. I was like, uh, what size brandy? Like, what's your smallest brandy? And she, like, held one up. I was like, oh, I have that at home. Thank you. Never mind. (laughs) You lost the sale, bitch. (laughs) And she's like, get back here. (laughs) What are you making? Why does it go live? And she's, you're like the copper tone girl. You're you're running out. She's pulling down your pants from the back. Yeah. (laughs) Just white Um, ass hanging out. Yeah. Well, I think at the Wisconsin Supper Clubs, they're not using French cognac. I think it's, they're just pouring some American brandy. No. Oh, also, I want to say, Tim, before we, uh, you know, you mentioned old fashions and how great they are and how uh, ubiquitous they are. Yep. During COVID, I was making old fashions left and right. (laughs) Because when I watch Sopranos, it makes me want a goddamn old fashioned. And you know, I don't make it with, I make it with good cherries and the big block ice, but I'm eyeballing it. I don't care too much. I'm doing <laughs> makers or bullet or whatever, but I got the shit and I'm making them. You're making them, dude. Now, have you watched Mad Men? No, I know it's going to be even worse. <laughs> well, it's like, as far as like the drive to like, I need a cocktail while I watch this TV show. And not just any <laughs> cocktail. Don Draper drinks old fashions and there's an iconic yeah. scene where he's, yeah. he's at a wedding and he sneaks off to a to a darkened bar and he makes an old fashioned while he's talking to Conrad Hilton. Yes, yes. Uh, his whose great granddaughter was a little too promiscuous for my taste. But, but Tim, you wait, swore you wouldn't make That's such jokes. Uh, I'm I'm trying to finish this story here. He makes this old fashioned, and it's like you could just feel it. Like a lot of thought went into it. It's it's like an iconic scene, and people are like creaming their jeans watching him make this. It's like watching Tucci make a fucking Negroni. <laughs> Spagliato with prosecco in it. No, Ooh, stunning. Okay, Did you do go. the recipe yet, Tim? Because I got a big no. question about it. Here it comes. The the recipe is from Liquor.com, not mm. an IBA drink. Here we go. Liquor Three dot quicker. Okay. <laughs> Three dashes of Angostura bitters, two orange slices, two brandied maraschino cherries, 
one sugar cube, two ounces brandy, seven up Sprite or club soda, chilled mm-hmm. to top. Mm-hmm. Garnish, brandied or maraschino cherry. Brandy, interesting. Garnish, orange slice. And here are the steps. Add bitters, orange slices, cherries, and sugar cube to an old-fashioned glass and muddle to combine. So this is more like what Draper was up to. Yes. Add ice to fill glass, so you're not doing one fancy cube. Then add brandy. Ah. And then here's the kicker. Top with 7-Up, Sprite, or club soda. Stir to chill. Garnish with a skewered cherry and an orange slice. Wow. My, so here's my question. Oh, God. So there's two orange slices in there already? And then you put a garnish as a slice? Two orange slices, like thin slices, right? Yeah. Yeah, how th- Yeah, we're not talking like soccer practice wedges. We're talking right, right. like, yeah. <laughs> when I first read it, that's what I was picturing. I was like, how big is this cup? Dan's going to fill the glass. Um, yeah. It's fun, so, though, okay. to watch them. In this documentary I watched, like, you see a bartender making these fast, and he's like, orange slice, cherry, quick muddle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a down and dirty drink. <laughs> I have all the shit. I am so excited to do it. Two specs. I'll say this. I got club soda, so I'll be the guy to report on that. I don't have Sprite Ooh. or 7-Up. I got Great. Sprite. Good to know. I don't have a cube. I'm just going to do a little dash of sug. Yeah, I don't have right. a cube. I'm That's the one thing I don't have. Yeah. This is going to be crazy, man. Okay, cool. You want to get into it? I'm excited to sip yeah. and talk. Me too. Love it. I've got a few things to tell you guys about, too, when we get back. Oh, tell oh, us off pod. That's good. Coming up. <laughs> Folks. Uh, we're going to go do the muddling and the stirring. Mm-hmm. And the stirring. And we'll be right back here with Brandy Old Fashioned Sweets in hand. Brandy makes you randy. Ooh. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Sloppy Boy Show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, are you ever right in the middle of a busy week and you're thinking to yourself, God, there's not enough time in the day to get all this stuff done. It happens to everybody. Our schedules these days are just too jam-packed. But think about this. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Take a nap? Maybe read that book that's just piling up with dust because it hasn't been touched in months. The thing is, a lot of us spend so much of our time wishing that we had more time. The question is, time for what? Oh, interesting. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And guess what? Therapy can help you do that. Therapy helps you find what really matters to you so that you can do that thing more. Ooh, that sounds good. Now, I've benefited from therapy. I've gone to therapy. And and in situations like this where I feel like, ah, the world is just coming down on me. I can't do anything to get out from under it. There's not enough time. Well, I was talking about this to my therapist. And she said to prioritize the things that are important to me. Ah, that's a little interesting. Therapy is helpful for learning about positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. 
which well, we all want to be. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. I think some people don't realize that. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and uh, suited to your schedule. Remember, we were talking about the schedules just moments ago. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Listen to me and do this. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Let's do it to it. Brandy old fashioned sweets in hand. Hooey, look at that thing, huh? Beautiful. Yeah. A lot of orange in there. A lot of orange. Three orange slices, three cherries. Wow. Yeah, I kind of I glazed over the cherry part there. That's two cherries mushed up in there. This is gonna be a sweet ass drink. You know, mm-hmm. I've got a qualm I, with I the with the muddling, like fucking doesn't the brandy get sucked up into that fruit and we're losing some? I'm going to have to chew on my muddled orange pulp at the end to make sure I get all That's my brandy. okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you don't see me complaining. I bet there's going to be some crunchy cheer. sugar down there as well. Mm. Ah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to muddle those like squeaky little wet fruit, huh? Yeah. You're sliding around all over the place. I was using the back of my knife and it was like they were, they were getting away from me. And did we learn about muddling? This was at least true for the uh, something like the mint julep. You're not really supposed to mash it all. You're just supposed to give it a few taps just to kind of pop it open for mint. That's what they do at Wisconsin supper clubs. It's just a it's just a smash smash knock knock. Yeah, yeah it's not like a grind them into a. Paste. Well, I pulverized it. <laughs> Jeff, you love muddling. You're always so excited when you see muddle on on the because I have the little bat. <laughs> yeah. I feel like batter up, oh, it's Jeffy. <laughs> batter up, bitch. <laughs> now, all right, here Jeff we go. Squishes. Sips. Oh yeah. Ooh, look at Sipsies. all that. Sipsies. like this is like an old punch. This looks amazing. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you're not coming back for one of these. <laughs> First reaction. I wish I did have some Seven Upper Sprite. Hmm. I wouldn't mind mm. a little sweet lemon lime. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm not really tasting the Sprite at all. It's all the uh, booze and the sugar and the cherry stuff. I'm getting, I'm not tasting Sprite, but I'm getting, it's a very sweet drink, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not cloying. It's like you're sitting around a Wisconsin supper club and you want a sweet drink. I don't go fuck. I, uh, <laughs> this is one of those ones where like I poured the Sprite in, but like my my glass was already pretty full, so it was just like a a very gentle pouring. So it, none, none of the bubbles even started to fizz. It's just like flat <laughs> soda because it's so calm. See, Mike, I like how you're saying my glass was already pretty full. Whereas Jeff would be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. my glass was mm-hmm. actually pretty empty at the time. <laughs> my glass was empty, and no one cared about me, and everyone else gets stuff. But what, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> everyone else gets stuff. Why doesn't Jeff have anything? Why doesn't Jeff have anything? He's got it all." He's got it all. He's got it all. He's, he's got, got. The, the he's got the two best co-hosts a guy could ever hope for. <laughs> he's got a family and a friend group that love him. <laughs> Sometimes what you've been looking for has been right in front of you the whole time. Is that right, true? Right. 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Not for me. I want to. I want to create a uh, Star Wars style franchise. But for other yeah. people, yeah, it's. it's I want right a fucking Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Watch yourself. Um. Hey, when I've topped up, I felt like I was adding a lot of club soda, and now I'm wondering if my drink is. Uh, not as good as yours. Hmm. I See, added again, a lot of there, there I mean, you go, Jeff. Mine's not as good as his. <laughs> <laughs> uh, compare and despair, Jeff. He's um, got mm-hmm, the thing that mm-hmm. I want. You have a drink in your hand, do you not? Is I it do. getting you drunk? I do. It's good. <laughs> it's good, but mm. it's not what he has. I'm, Here's I'm with my problem. You, man. My problem is I chose my best looking old fashioned glass, which is like this, this, uh, it was a Crown Royal giveaway, and it's it's a nice looking yeah. glass, but I but it's a double old fashioned glass, and I'm realizing yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ah, it's this glass is bigger than what I saw in the Supper Club documentary, um, and therefore I had to add a lot of Seven Up to top up. Side note, and if you, ice. If you're an adult and you drink uh, Seven Up, you're insane. Anyway, uh, back to the topic mm. at hand. Um, <laughs> Wait, what did you use? You didn't use Seven Up or Sprite. I did use Seven Up, yes, but I ah. feel like on round two, I'm going to use a smaller, old-fashioned glass yeah. that looks like what they did in the show. Yeah, great. I gotta say, I, I have these kind of old-fashioned glasses, and they're a little small. I I want to I want to set a two thick, old-fashioned glasses, like real real whiskey boys. Doesn't it yeah, drive like you heavy glass nuts? bottom. I just had this where. Um, on our View Carré episode, mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 Jeff roasted my ass for having a faulty microphone cable, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Sorry, I haven't I haven't bought a new microphone cable yet." And you're like, "You're a professional podcaster. Order a new cable. Here's what you do." <laughs> now the other yeah, day, you know, uh, Jeff's Jeff's microphone was working well that day, yelling. It was <laughs> yeah, wild. he wasn't even peeking, and he was screaming. Um, he's that good. He's good. So I had basically maybe for four months had a crackly microphone cable and I Mm -hmm. didn't do anything about it. The other day I finally went on Amazon and I ordered a new cable and I want to say round trip. I mean, I ordered this thing. It took 30 seconds and then it was one day delivery for free on Amazon and it was here. And I'm thinking about this when you say like, I got to get those old fashioned glasses. Isn't it funny how a thing could just kick around? You're like, I got to do it. And when you... When I you know, finally I do it, they're going to be $2 a piece. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be- Anything that's outside of your routine takes forever to begin. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I uh, I have a, um, you know, I grind my teeth when I sleep. I'm sure I'm <laughs> well documented on the pod about that. Tim, but- I'm, uh, Jeff, I'm with you. And then, uh, so I got on Amazon, and also fuck Amazon. Uh, it's a bummer that <laughs> that's the solution to everybody's product problems. But I got the boil, uh, you, you boil it in a... Mm-hmm. And then you make the depression on your teeth, and so it fits, and you you trim it. Yeah. It took me months to order it. Now it's sitting on my shelf, unboiled, <laughs> for another month. I'm just never gonna. I'm gonna be a teeth grinder till the day I die. I that's the the, the tooth mouth guard thing. Is I, I have tooth mouth guard, the mouth guard thing. Is I have one too, and like a dentist made it for me and stuff. And mm. I have worn that thing maybe like five percent of the time. Oof. It's always something I just fucking forget. Wait, Even are you it's, also because because you're gritting your teeth? Uh huh. I do. So all three of us did. I had this yeah. too, and and my I had to have like three appointments. My dentist made the thing, fitted the thing, and I never once wore it. Do you think that yeah. we're grinding our teeth in our sleep because we're so frustrated with each other? 
<laughs> no, my my uh, dentist he uh, he he said it was just one of you. Oh, <laughs> you can tell that by he's like, oh, it's just on the yeah. left side. He's like, you don't, do, yeah, you have a podcast with two co-hosts, or are there three of you? Or there's three. Ah, okay. This is coming from one of them. I said, well, which one? He said, I'm not a fucking fortune teller. I don't listen to your shit. Uh, but yeah, it is. I think I think teeth people with mouth guards like I think uh, almost everyone has one. Yeah, like you hear everyone, everyone just like oh, I don't wear it, but I, I have one. Well, damn. I'm curious because I've got a large jaw, and mm-hmm. my assumption is that I have a big jaw bone, but it's possible that it's just weird muscle head that has grown around from clenching my teeth while I sleep. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Your chin is doing like a bow flex exercise yeah. while you're asleep. Yeah. Rise and grind. <laughs> Rise and grind. Yeah. Go to bed and grind too. It's easy. Hey. Sigma grinds that. That's good. It's weird yeah. to go to bed and grind because I'm like I'm coming home from the club where I was just grinding out you know, on the dance floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you grind mm-hmm. at the office, you grind at the club, and then you grind. It. So you got you grind all the day. And between those, I'm scrolling the, through the grinder app, seeing what's what. Uh-huh. I, I need some time away from. Grinding. And your lunch is usually a grinder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you were yeah. talking about uh, watching Sopranos and seeing uh, what they got going on there. I when when they bring those fucking Italian subs into frame, woo, yep, <laughs> I just about lose my mind, <laughs> dude. I've been walking Need over to Prajou. I walk over to the East Side Market and get myself a number nine or whatever. Oh, Timmy, Ooh, that's my there. move. The number nine at the East Side Market I got <laughs> it the other day. It's dynamite. L.A. doesn't have a lot of that shit. Just a quick, easy, cheap Italian sub, so good. You go up yeah. to the counter, they give it to you in three minutes, and they say, "Do you want it with uh, you know?" The oil and salt and pepper and oregano, and you say, yes, I want all the stuff. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's something I forget about when I make a sandwich myself at home. It's like, oh, which I don't do much anymore because of the bread, and I'm on keto. But it's like, oh, yeah, salt and pepper. That's good. Here's Put the other thing. Those little yellow, okay, they're not pepperoncinis. Those are the wrinkly Banana ones. Pepper. Banana peppers. They're, they're yeah. smooth. Yeah. They look like little... Um, <laughs> Pepperoncinis, but you bite the tips <laughs> off them, just the mm-hmm. tip. Yes, yes. And then you squeeze, squeeze. you dribble the juices <laughs> all, the all over the inside of the scene. It's like it's like nature's ketchup packet or something, you know. You yeah. Just go, I like then, when you look back in the kitchen, you see the chef biting the end off and squeeze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you don't let the chef do it. You do it yourself. <laughs> I'll give me those. I'll do those out here, dude. When I was uh, during the pandemic doing a Sopranos rewatch. Happily mm-hmm. getting fat because it didn't matter. I was eating a sure. lot of ma- making a lot of sandwiches at home, and I had a bottle of uh, hoagie dressing. Uh, oh, nice! S- then spreading that out, that made it. The stuff I was making at home really tasted like a deli sub. It was so good. Now, what is that? Is it's, that like? Is it like aioli, or is it like? Is it like wine vinegar? Um, no, it's, is it's, it clear um, or is it creamy? It's a vinaigrette. But it's mm. higher in the oil. Like if it was a salad dressing, it would be more vinegary. This is yeah. just mainly oil, a little bit of vinegar, and a lot of little floaties in there. And it's a yeah. brand you would know. <laughs> it's not. It's not like Bomante. Maybe it's it's like pickle brand and Vlasic. Yeah, maybe Bomante. Vlasic, classic Vlasic. Uh, this is a damn good drink. Damn good drink. Be- Let's do another round and and um. Yeah, oh, wait. I guess like what I want to talk about a, a real quick about a, a 
a supper club I was at recently. Mm, sure, you've been going to supper clubs? About a month ago, yeah, I did a, uh, I, I mentioned I opened uh, a show for, a couple shows for Kevin Nealon. Oh, oh yeah, it was, was like Bull Run Shirley, or something? Bull Run, yeah. Up in Shirley, Massachusetts. Oh, I didn't know what to expect because it was pretty pretty far off the beaten path. And we get there, and it's this really cool restaurant. I didn't, th- th- they had like a lot of steaks and stuff and like surf and turf. And I was like, oh, okay, where's the uh, show going to be here? The The hostess walks me all the way back. And yeah, it's just this big banquet room with a bunch of round tables with people eating prime rib and uh, that sounds you know, that, great. That type of stuff. I was like, wow, this will be interesting. I've never done this before. So you perform where like Jessica Rabbit would perform. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, <laughs> that would be a different cool place. This was like where you would have a banquet for like any, any like a retirement party or a, for ah, the end of a soccer sure. season or something. But you go out on stage, and like part of the act, I had to be, look around at people like, "Hey, what did you have tonight? The prime rib?" And I kept going, <laughs> and then somebody else had like the chicken, and it was like the prime rib and the chicken on the, each side of the stage were like the two things I just kept calling back. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I've talked chicken. about this before, but <laughs> the the, the show, doing the shows with Kevin Neal, his uh, his audience is a little older than what I'm used to, so. Eh, my stuff didn't go <laughs> terribly well, <laughs> but this was probably the best one it did, and, and it, I had a good show. But it was, it was all just relying on like, hey, like prime rib over here, right? Yeah. Over you, prime rib. You talked about that before, yeah. Okay. I always think it's. Uh, I've never really perform, uh, performed in a in a comedy club. We did a couple of show birthday boys, couple of sets yeah. at uh, a Laugh mm. Factory, but. It's so weird. Yeah, they were a little when weird. We're used to performing in comedy theaters. To have the waitresses yeah. buzzing around and taking drink orders is really hard to tune out. It's tough to uh, create the fourth wall when there's that much yeah. Uh, yeah. activity and, and people aren't just like, we're sitting, silent, facing forward, disbelief suspended. Yeah. Right, right, right. I think if I were to go to like a proper uh, club, like comedy club, and like someone heckled me, I'd be like, I don't know what to fucking do here. <laughs> this doesn't usually happen. Um, Everyone, everyone's usually paid their five dollars and wants to see a comedic premise. We, Tom Arnold was booking a, a, a stand-up show at the Laugh Factory for a while, and he wanted to get some like young blood in there and some sketch stuff in there. So back in the day when we were hot on the scene, we did some birthday boy sets. But you, you saying the heckle thing? Nobody, nobody heckled us, and in fact, those shows went really well for us. But um. They were also like at six in the afternoon. They were like a weird time. There yeah, was a guy. Or we you think six, six is the afternoon. afternoon? I call that evening. <laughs> um, there's a stand-up comedian who you would know, who does this bit where he he has his he puts two fingers on his nose on the bridge of his nose and is like, oh my god, I'm so neurotic and I talk like this and then I put my head down and like I'm kind of like hmm. this and then I put my head. Do you know this guy? He's like a '90s ah. club guy. Dang, I can't and, think. And of it. it's like, oh, it's my, probably better I, we don't name him anyway. But keep going, Tim. <laughs> I yeah. remember this story. Well, well, I I just remembered that like uh, that Harris Whittle said that when we were we were doing our sketch on stage and doing well and getting laughs and stuff. But it was like, I mean, uh, it was sketch comedy and we were naked and it was a whole thing. But that that guy was in the back of the room being like, like just needing to be the boomer who, who yeah of course 
Oh, it's yeah. any booze news theme makers. You could use that. Sample Ooh, it. Yeah, yeah. Here's one for um, you. But it's funny to just be like, the paying public didn't have a problem with us, but the old fucking fart who does stand up there is like, Ehh. yeah. Oh, he's back there trying to gatekeep, hoping yeah. that people hear his <laughs> scoffs and then join in, but nobody joined in. They left him hanging out to dry. And do you know what I heard he's up to now? What? Dead. Die, die dead of bad comedy etiquette. <laughs> Damn. That's tough. Well, rest in peace. Hey, you know who was at one of those shows? Uh, Steve-O. And it was like he was just starting stand-up. Yeah. And, and he now was nice. he's like touring. And so, yeah, he was, yeah. And he was super nervous. He was like... He was. And he did not do well. <laughs> but I'm sure he's a lot better now. I think he like tours and does big shows now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that like I think he um, has really found himself as a podcaster one of he's one of us ah. i think he just likes to talk to people about their experiences and stuff and isn't so much like a get on stage and tell punchlines kind gotcha. of funny guy but he's i mean steve-o's great he's the steve-o man now have you two as sloppy boys have you felt steve-o had like the belushi farley thing of of being having a presence on screen that people expected you to be in real life and steve-o has talked uh. about in his normal life, he thought in the same way that like Johnny Knoxville carries around a mousetrap in case he has to snap somebody's balls. Uh, <laughs> Steve-O built a persona on screen that then he enjoyed living up to in life. And that was part of his addiction and stuff. You guys are sloppy boys. You guys are yeah. a, 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 a mythical proportions that you're a party rock band. You're podcasters who drink. Have you two felt pressure in real life to live up to your name? I, this has come up, come up, this has crossed my path before, and it's happened before shows. You know, people oh. will say like, hey, can I get you a drink? Can I get you a, a shot or something? Yeah, that's the biggest one. I know the whole thing is like, we're a party band, but I say, you know, I don't drink until I'm on stage. I like to stay, uh, I, don't, I like to start it up there. Like yeah, I bring a be- now, beer now, or two but with me. But you know, me and Jeff like to get shithouse before the show. So right now, <laughs> so somebody's got to keep track well, of what's going on. Not no shithouse uh, per se. <laughs> no, I do like but, Jeff. But, me and Jeff do like two drinks. You do zero before the show. Right until until I'm on stage and I have two beers with me. But uh, yeah, that that had to be a thing where I had to like. I, some people I've I always very nice that people uh, ask, but uh, a little bit of disappointment of like oh. Um, well, that's what I thought you did. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I love it on just a civilian night when you're out at a bar in LA and someone sends over a scorpion bowl. That fucking rules. And oh, that ripped. Slopheads, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're listening, we love talk to us, send us drinks. We fucking love it. Show night, yeah, you're 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 keeping a little tally, but um I mean I love it when somebody gives me five red ball <laughs> fireball <laughs> Five fireballs in a row, and I go cross-eyed. It's fun. And if you and if you see me out, and I'm saying something like, "No, I've got an early morning, or I've got to, you know, really be on point tomorrow because something very important. I've got job review." Don't listen to me. Push those drinks on me. Here's what Man. I love: when when we're if, if if you're a bar owner or something, take note of this. A boner with sloppy boys. We're in Chicago. We were playing a show at Subterranean. We go over to what's that? It's like the old town pub or the old old town ale house. It's like a a bar that's old near Second style. City. It's yes, kind of kind of an old uh, Second City comedy hangout. What the fuck we is go it up called? To the yeah, bar. yeah. 
we we say, hey, we're in Chicago. Let's get some uh, old styles and some malorts and stuff. And the bartender there, psh, no charge. He knows the sloppy boys. Bing, bang, boom. Then in that same city, I go to Three Dots and a Dash, the, the tiki bar, walk downstairs, say, hey, this is my kind of place. Walk up to the bar, order myself a Mai Tai. No charge. This, this is the town. They yeah, know the sloppy really? boys. This is a good town. And yeah. that's the Midwest for you. Speaking of Wisconsin supper clubs, fucking... These people know the good shit. Speaking of good shit, I might do a second one. I don't usually yeah. go in for that sort of thing. I'm, I need to make a second one because I don't think that my proportions were right. Hmm. I'm doing I a smaller glass. I want to get a read on this one. Yeah, smaller I've got glass. so much crap in this, in this glass still. I'm just going <laughs> to add to this. Yeah. Hey, you'd yeah, be you right to, to do so. Those. I ate my orange pulp and it was very brandy soaked. So uh, you might want to do that. Ah, eat your pulp. Nice. Eat your pulp. Chew it. All right, folks, uh, we'll be right back after this. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Our back with round two. Check out this little IKEA glass. Oh, it's a little that's more like it. I'm it's hoping like the proportions thimble. work um, out. Check me out. I have a smaller. No, this is the Crown Royal glass. So the other one was a Covazier glass. This looks pretty mm. perfect. Small. Nice. Same glass for me. Same thing. Sips. Oh yes. Yeah, that's a little better. Yep. Still missing the uh, Seven Up Sprite, though. I gotta say. This smaller glass is great because I still put a splash of 7-Up, but I don't have a big glugger of, you know, sweet soda. Right. Mm. Mm. Those sweet. those maraschino cherries mm. soaked in that syrup. Come on. Yeah. I wish it's I had um, I wish I had some more of the uh, the filthies, Tim, that you got me. I wish I had, I wish I had some filthies. That could be a song. Tim, I don't like that song. Okay, sorry. Well, no, you, don't like, you don't, you don't no, like no. Uh, Tim, Bad Tim, your habit? version is great. Your version is great. I don't like that. I'm bad better bad than habit. Steve Lacey? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Jeff, here's the thing. I can't believe you don't like that song. What the fuck? Oh, no shit. I think the melodies are bad. He, he drunk. I think, I think he's, that's like, it's a, it's a bad um, outsider artist-esque song that doesn't work for me. It's like well, a Daniel Johnson-esque a stab at making rock music. If if you're judging it against other like bedroom pop songs, I get you. But you don't think that that's cool that that's at the top of the charts? No, I think it's bad. <laughs> you, think it's, you think it's bad for music? Yeah, uh, it's not Man. just that part. That that part is actually melodically like less offensive to me. The like the like verse. The verse is just like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Steve Lacey. No. no. Save that no, for um, the Patreon. Anyway, this, uh, I'm using full-on Luxardo cherries on this. Three per drink. 
Yeah. So this, this drink is costing me like, this is like, even in my own home, this is like a $7 cocktail. <laughs> in my own home. And do you put that into the tip jar when you make yourself one? Yeah. In my own home? Yeah. Cherries are so good that we make such a fuss on this show about how we all love Luxardo fancy cherries, but then also mm. just the cheapy maraschinos, what I'm having right now, are just as delicious. Like, they're, they're different, but it's... Yeah, Great. I would beg it's, to You ask you yourself, am I in the mood for a bright red or a dark red? Mm. Yeah. At the Fable in Eagle Rock at Lil Mookie B's birthday, I was having these. I had old fashions there, and they did similar to this. Little glass filled to the top with ice. And that's, I don't know why. I don't like the look of an old fashioned. It's just like the big cube and then the tiny dribble in the just bottom. Just the one cube, yeah. Really? I want it. I I like a small glasses filled. To the Tim, top I'm gonna make ice. you one. You you like clink? No, no, I'm gonna make you one at at the J Man's house. Well, Jeff, do you have anything you want to ask us particularly about this drink? Yeah, I was gonna ask. Um, what are your final thoughts on a drink like Order this? Order again, again. That's it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this falls short of a Stone Cold Classic for me because. I don't think I've nailed it personally, even though I'm doing this to specs, liquor.com. Yeah. Jeff, I would say go a little heavy on the sugar or a splash of simple syrup if you have. And I don't know, if you have a squeeze of lime, you could turn your club soda into homemade Sprite. Yeah, I think you're right. Very good. The the move is maybe I was just a little too... If I had a a sugar cube, I would have nailed it. And I think I guesstimated a little uh, light on the sugar. Mm. Hmm. An honest mistake. That that warm behind the ears feeling really sneaks up with it. it sneaks up to you on this one. Sure. Because uh, you feel like you're drinking a soda, an orange soda, and all mm. of a sudden your ears are warm. Like this isn't slice. <laughs> uh, Tim, your your thoughts, your final your final feelings. Order again. I love it. It's sweet, but it's knowingly so. It's called a brandy old fashioned sweet. So order mm-hmm. this when you're in the mood for a sweet drink. Um mm-hmm. As opposed to some drinks we do on the show where it's just like, oh, the, the measurements off or like, you know, this is delicious when you want a sweet drink. I love it. I would love when the Sloppy Boys finally tour the Midwest outside of just Chicago. I would mm-hmm. love it if we could stop at the fucking Sky Club or Buckhorn Supper Club and eat a big fat prime rib yeah, for hours and hours. <laughs> we imagine us pre-show. Relish tray, salad bar, <laughs> surf and turf, 10 That's or 20 good. brandy old-fashioned sweets, and then we roll up to the show. like bleh. Pre and post show. I think the BPM of our songs might suffer if we do that. Mm-hmm. Lyrically as well. Speaking of the Midwest, our best post-show meal, me and Hanford in, uh, after a Chicago show went over to Pequod's Pizza, got a... A, a, a pizza and a pitcher of old style and just fucking went to town at midnight. We got something else, too. Like, we had a lot of food in front of us. We, we, we got a, an app, nuts. too, that was... And uh, I think we finished that little... What fucker. a delight when when a, a town where the kitchens are open late, you know? Not just the bars, yeah. but it's midnight and you can still order food. Oh. And oh. and not just... Oh. Not just the... Uh, the uh, Taco Bell test kitchen. So these are real restaurants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chefs putting in late hours. Now, guys, I'm going to a nice cocktail place tomorrow. I'm going to Maison Primaire. Oh, my God. The The, first house. That's the first house. The first house. I've been there before. It's very good. And I need to think up. You know, every time we're on this show and we have a cocktail and I'm like, 
Oh, wait till a pro can make me one of those. I gotta, I gotta figure that out and do that tomorrow and have a. Oh, a I, pro I make say, one of our drinks. Oh, you want one that maybe you went, you made wrong, and you want a pro to make yes. it right? Because yes. I was gonna say they're, they're, would be perfect. Oh yes, that would be good. But you already uh, like those. I've, their martinis over there are very good. There's something called the Casablanca that I saw on the menu that I might go for. But um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll report back. That sounds great. I ate at Musso and Frank last week, and I had a stinger, which was sweet mm. but delicious. And that's a an old cocktail, classic cocktail. It's not on the IBA list, but Mike, you mentioned it once on the show. Have you heard of stingers? St- I mentioned it. I don't remember. Yeah, you said maybe I mentioned it as a joke. Yeah, you mentioned it as a joke, but you said it. You were you were like <laughs> in an in an old episode, we were talking about the. Uh, we were talking about the Austin Powers bar in Glendale, and we were, oh, yeah. we were saying it would be funny if you just treated that as your everyday watering <laughs> hole, and you uh-huh. were like, Mini-Me set me up with a stinger. <laughs> Damn, I do come up with some good stuff on this podcast every so often. Well, I had when you said it, I was like quietly off mic. What the fuck's a stinger? <laughs> what the fuck's this guy talking about? He doesn't know what the Next fuck. Next thing I know, I'm eating dinner with my in-laws at fucking Musso and Frank. I oh. say, give me a stinger. I look it up. It's Richard Nixon's favorite drink. Uh, oh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. Uh, yeah, I also, also had a, uh, a, 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 Ra- a Ramos fizz, which was delicious. And some other weird fucking thing. Musso and Frank has all the weirdies. Another one. Guys, we got to do an episode about the fucking Venice Room in Monterey Park, yes. California. Yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah. do that when I go out. Go Amazing back out dive bar where you cook your own steak, and then the the cocktail recipe is from 1982. Recipe menu. Oh, no, we've done that before. We said episode last time too. Yeah, what the fuck? We've done that. Um, you know, it would be earlier. I was talking about the uh, Chicago cop who talked like this. Uh, Tim, you going out to, to dinner with the in-laws and eating or having three cocktails is also like, yeah, that's what people do, I guess. <laughs> I do the that. in-laws are here. I got. I need three stiff drinks. Keep them I, coming. Every time we 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 usually go to the Arroyo Chop House in Pasadena, and then for uh-huh. special occasions we'll go to Moose and Frank. But it's always the same thing where I do all kind of my 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 cordial chatting in the first third of the meal because i'm well mm-hmm. aware that i'm gonna get fucking tanked and then by, by the end of the meal i'm just sort of like receded back into the leather sure booth, like, <laughs> sure sure and then mid meal you're like can't talk mouthful yeah that's a good excuse i also uh jessica you take I, it from I, here i, I, I told all friends. my stories <laughs> i i i uh pulled a, a real calpy move where I always order a ribeye steak, and you know I tend to get like a like a wedge salad and a ribeye, and then You're one of your thirty of the year. <laughs> I was, we were at Musso, and I was like, you know what, I'm getting the lobster thermidor, and they were like, oh, wow, you're getting the lobster thermidor, and then <laughs> Just keep it down. I don't know if I'm going to. <laughs> it was the buzz around the booth, and then the waiter took everyone's order, ended on me, and he was like, sir, what would you have? And I said. Mm. Ribeye medium rare, and everybody's like, "Oh, he chickened out. He chickened out of the lobster thermometer." Correct under pressure. You know what? I, I like doing that up purposefully when I, it, having dinner with people and be like, "Oh, what are you gonna get?" and saying what I'm gonna get, and then when it comes around to me, switching it up, and they go, "You didn't get the thing." I go, "I know. I, I don't know how <laughs> I know, to be crazy." I know. It was a little joke for me on you. 
<laughs> it just gives us something to talk about. There's nothing ever to talk about. That's our show. Follow us on social media at The Sloppy Boys, where we release these recipes ahead of time. And hey, if you want more boys, check out patreon.com slash the sloppy boys, where you can join up for a measly five bucks a month and double your episodes every week. That's the Sloppy Boys blowout, where we talk about the stuff we really care about. Like this week, we determined best song. Yeah. Ooh, you and don't you know want to miss good? that one, folks. Guys, the holidays are coming up. Gift yeah. it to somebody. Say, hey, I'm. I, I know you don't nice. know the Sloppy Boys, but I know you. And I think you might enjoy the lifestyle of music and mm-hmm. cocktails and and enjoying yourself. So you gift a subscription to people. That's or good. you say you say, Hey a friend of mine, I know you like this live voice. I see her at the five dollar Patreon tier. I'm gonna bump you up to ten. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. And maybe maybe you're you're not a fan of this show. Maybe you're not a fan of the show. But your partner is a fan. Hey, there's the fucking exit. How about that? And you're you're the you're the patient partner of a big sloppy boys fan. But they're not on the Patreon. You yeah. turn to them and say, "Babe, I know I, I know I'm not the biggest fan of you listening to those guys all the time. But <laughs> this time of year, I'm going to give you a little something. I'm going to double up your your joy in life and get you on the blowout." Yeah, yeah. You, you say to your, your partner, I'm going to give you a little something-something, and they go, oral? And you go, no, no, even better. <laughs> no, a oral A-U-R-A-L. <laughs> in the form of... In the form of... <laughs> the sloppy boys blow out. Hey, okay. and, if, and say you don't want to give your partner or friends oral A-U-R-L pleasure, you can also get them the pleasure of clothing. We got the, the web stores up and running. <laughs> yes, 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 the pleasure of clothing. <laughs> and Jeff, you did a very funny thing where the, the sloppyboys.com, we have the store up, there's t-shirts, and then the pay pig shirt is ex- more expensive than the other shirts. So if you really- Yeah, no, it's in, the, it's in the name. It's the pay pig $100 tee. Yes, do that. <laughs> so let's say that you are wifey and you want to turn on hubby for Christmas. You put on the, the sexy teddy and you you come out of the bedroom and you say, ooh, I've subscribed <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I'll say this. We also That's have a lot of uh, we also have a lot of female listeners whose husbands are um, sloppy teetotalers. They mm-hmm. abstain. So it there's could be plenty a of non-drinking slopheads. I love it. Makes me happy. You know what we need to put in the in the fucking store? I meant to say this earlier when we were talking about the uh, old fashioned glasses. Sloppy Boys Old Fashioned Glasses sets. Mm. Oh, wouldn't yeah. that be cool? Yep. We gotta. We'd have to figure out what to do. It might. One day. Hey, folks, we'll work on keeping the price down. But I'm saying this now. It's gonna be expensive. <laughs> folks, you work hard for your money. So Start saving now. <laughs> Spend it. Put a little. Put a dollar a day away, and then. <laughs> if you put, just get a jar and put our faces on it. Let me tell this you something, you millennials. You fucking millennials spend all your money on your lattes <laughs> and your iPhone. But if you mm-hmm. saved your money, <laughs> you could get Sloppy Boys merch. You could get some merch uh, for the. You, you get some uh, glassware that you'll never be able to put in your home because you can't afford one. You'll never have a home. You'll never own. Hey, speaking Folks, of cool, you're never gonna own. <laughs> you guys, you talk about cool glassware as if. 
you're not about to see some right now. Booze, look at that. <laughs> oh, like, shit. That's cool, man. Okay, first of all, let me... It's a glass that looks like a can. It's got the little lip on the top. We should sell those, too. Utica Club Pilsner Lager Beer. I got this at the brewery in Utica, New York. Oh, that's cool. And I'm wearing a Ham's Beer t-shirt. Damn. Yep. Oh, well, that's that good. That's good. All right. Well, why don't we meet up here the same time next week? Sure. And uh, folks listening, uh, maybe bring a friend next time. Yeah. And don't forget to rank and report. Oh, yeah. <laughs>